Welcome to Warren Radio, with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Warren Radio. You're listening to Sound the Show Far on a Friday morning. It is cold here. One of my cameras outside says it's 12. The other one says it's 13. Cold. Snowy. But where we're at in January, this is probably one of the better days. <laughs> I'm the Watchman, Dana Smith, and you're listening to a segment that we usually do on Friday morning. I do it. Tower is busy. And we will be talking about judgment. <laughs> And how the Lord God works. This show, along with all the rest of them, are busy shows. We get on, we do the show, there's no time, we do not take calls. So if you want to contact us, and that's what people do, they go to our websites, they send us a contact message from the website. That's how to correspond with us. We do not do much correspondence over our social feeds. I know many people do, but when we're dealing with issues that we deal with, we're not going to get into it over the phone. And there is a propensity of people to call up and ask you a question, and then if they don't like the answer, <laughs> they get all upset. So if you've got a question, if you've got something that you need to ask us or uh, something you want to offer us or whatever, any kind of correspondence inquiries, go to warren-usa.com on our contact page, period. Now, for a short while, you can find us, uh, well, you really can't find us on our main Facebook. We are, we do have uh, uh, some of the shows, uh, well, all the shows and articles going over another Facebook avenue, but the Warren Radio page, my book page, the whole thing's coming down. Facebook is not an entity that I care to be on, and... uh, when I done my own research, uh, even with the program I was using when I was posting stuff, uh, it revealed a lot of startling things about Facebook. So right now we are on USA.life, and you can find us over there. Just uh, search for us on Warren Radio, and if you can't find it, go to our contact page on warren-usa.com, and we'll send you the link to it. <clears throat> I'll have to look over on our websites to see if we have a direct link to them. I thought we did, but uh, I, I need to check on that. <clears throat> You'll find us on Instagram. You can find us on all of our Twitter fa- uh, feeds. You can uh, do uh, hashtag WatchmanIS216, uh, hashtag Warren Radio, hashtag WGS underscore Watchman. And let's see, we're also on... Uh, number of telegram we're on pinterest now it's an interesting site because we've got a lot of different things that we're doing on that i have foods recipes um articles i've got different sections depending on because we try to work in the whole body body mind soul and spirit uh and uh we work on And if you follow our Instagram page, you'll find that out because we do talk about eating foods that uh, heal you, help you to heal. And so uh, I might do a a radio program to that. But uh, right now in the process of writing a book and editing the chapters, uh, and I've got a a program I use very, very intensive. It's it's professional-grade program because it helps me get into the nitty-gritty. It covers every angle of it, so uh, I don't have much time to do anything else except our shows and that. 
But at any rate, uh, whenever you listen, we thank you for listening. We have a lot of friends from around the world as well as in America. Have a couple of articles, The Last Day, Mark of Cain, and Christian Persuasion, Persistence, and Perfection. I do have another one that uh, I'm going to write. I I have done, (laughs) you know, a... Huge, huge, huge. When I say huge, I mean it. I've been doing it for a lot of years. So I've got tons of articles that I've written in my archives uh, uh, that are no longer published. And I've got tons of stuff. I had them published at one time. Well, of course, at one time we had, I think it was seven websites that I was keeping for Warren Radio. Now we're down to two. Um, And this is pretty much uh, keeps us busy enough. Uh, Today, we are looking inside into judgment, authority over the nations, part five. And you can listen. By the way, we are on Spotify now and uh, Anchor. We're on Anchor. Uh, That's a a couple of new ones. Uh, We're on tons of them. uh, The Warren Radio Network has a lot of places where you can find it, where it's being broadcast over. And, of course, a lot of this started after our 2014-2015 uh, uh, coverage that was going into, um, well, when ISIS uh, went into Syria and Iraq. And I covered it, wrote a lot of articles. You probably won't find them on the website because I I uh, clean everything out. I have only so many years of stuff on there. I have new stuff uh and uh, that's just the way it the way it is. A lot of uh, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the things. There's things that we do. I no longer want up there. And uh, but at any rate, uh, we found out that the way that that uh, well, the way we covered it, uh, we got firsthand reports, and we found out that uh, there wasn't many uh, professional. Um, journalists over there. Some of them were getting killed. I think four or five of them actually got killed trying to cover it. And there was a few uh, native journalists, uh, some of them from uh, surrounding areas. There was uh, one that got killed, a woman, when she was on the border uh, on the Turkish side, and Turkish uh, soldier shot her. Um, Nevertheless, we found out that uh, the people had smartphones, and uh, they recorded, they text, and, you know, we were able to get a lot of information. We followed it and got a lot of information uh, from a lot of uh, the firsthand reports. Uh, and uh, we had a, uh, a number of uh, particular hashtags and uh, people that uh, we were dealing with that told us what was going on. And so we covered it for the whole time. And uh, when we got done, um, I felt that uh, we needed to change directions. We wanted to focus more on sending the radio shows out to people on their smartphones because around the world, a lot of people can't afford uh, computer systems, but they have a smartphone. And in some cases, if you want to get a smartphone overseas, it can take years to get a smartphone. And, uh, you know, while we get smartphones all the time, we go down all the time maybe and get them here uh, in America. But around the world, in India, it's that way. And other places, it takes a long time sometimes for some people to get these. So we want to target that. And by keeping the shows at an hour, it allows us to make sure it's easier for these on smartphones to listen and to hear the word of God. And that's the most important thing, getting the word around the world. And so we we focus on these smaller devices uh, mainly and put them on a lot of different uh, places. So we're on MeWe now, and we're on USA.life, and both of those are very secure. MeWe is a total entity all of itself, and we've got people from other countries that uh, come on uh, we have people from other countries that follow us in a number of places, and they have private accounts because 
they do not uh, want anybody to find out what they're doing because if they find out in some of these countries, they can get in trouble. Very, very dangerous now around the world in a lot of places. So uh, just remember when you're listening to the WIBR Warren Radio, we are the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. We've been from the beginning. Many people don't even know that part, but that's an acronym I created. Uh, the Lord gave me a long time ago, along with Warren. Warren is the Watchman Alert radio network. So one is our biblical research and the other is our Watchman Alert radio network. And the radio network consists of, oh, I don't know, 20, 20 or so uh, uh, podcasts in various areas where they will send this out to all the ones they're connected to, and it provides the base for us to get it out. We also are looking getting back on uh, um, uh, the American Voice Radio Network as well. That's a satellite feed, and, and we haven't fully gotten that. Uh, I've already been in touch with them, and uh, so we're we're looking at getting all this done. So, uh you know, if you want to help us get this word out, then go over to warren-usa.com and help us every month with a small gift to get this stuff out. It costs money. I do all the all the web work. I do the social feeds. I do the writing. I do the editing. Tower helps me with the editing. She helps me with the shows and stuff like that. But basically, we're a small operation here. Our intent is to get the word out, period. That's what we do. And uh, we preach, teach, uh, we write, we produce, we publish. That's exactly what we do. So, uh, And we want this stuff to go around the world. And we do have people that are in dangerous situations that try to contact us. We report of miracles and signs and wonders directly from the field, from people who, when they go out to preach, their lives are in danger. So this is the truth of what's going on around the world. And we've been bringing it to you for over two decades and uh, we're going to continue to do that. We're going to proclaim this word as long as we can. And even when they say we can't, we're still going to find a way to get the word out. Because the word says itself, this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness. And then the end shall come. The end ain't coming, folks, until this thing gets out around the world to everybody in every way. And there's a lot of people, and although there's satellites and there's shortwaves, many of them in small villages do not have this method of hearing, but somebody in the village or somebody that visit can have a smartphone and bring them the word of God on that smartphone. If they download one of our shows, take that hour long in-depth teaching and take it to the people. This is the idea. This is the calling and this is what we do. So if you feel inclined to help us get this out, then help us with a small gift every month. I don't normally do this, but see, we want to expand into the satellite. That costs money. And we want to be able to continue to do other things. And we do have, uh, we, we have people that help us. But see, some of these people, they've helped a lot. And, uh, you know, it's time for other people to be able to jump in and help relieve the load. Um, I don't take a wage from this at all. I've been doing it. You know, my wage is working for the Lord. Uh, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, frankly, you don't need to know about it. The bottom line of it is, is that <laughs> we're volunteers uh, for the Lord. We're in his cause. This is about him and his glory and about our Father who loves us. And so uh, if you've ever uh, heard a lot of our shows, uh, you'll know very well that uh, it is about the Word of God. And uh, it's about getting this out. It's about the mercy of the Lord. And when we talk about a lot of this stuff, there's a little scripture talking about Abraham. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, 
Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. Now, this is real interesting because this was long before uh, the fact that, uh, uh, you know, Israel was even a nation or Israel was even going to uh, go into captivity. It was even before Abraham knew he was going to have a lot of seed. Um, And this is at the time in scripture that his name was Abraham. It hadn't been fully made into Abraham. But he got this dream, and this dream was a great darkness. And that great, great darkness, whenever we talk about darkness, uh, even the Lord talked about the time of the darkness, time of the night. Um, There's a night when no man can work, a time when darkness falls, when evil rules. And evil has a time to rule, a time to do this. We also know of a great time called the Great Tribulation, the Wrath of God Tribulation, when on the earth a great darkness will fall on the world. And even now we have a lot of darkness in a lot of areas, and I've talked about this, that there are, they are in the time of the night now when no man can work. And that basically means you'll be doing most of your efforts to try to stay alive and try not to get killed or thrown in prison for the rest of your life and in china it's like that when it comes to christians in north korea it's like that well in china it's it's in regard to all religions uh not just christianity in north korea it's the same way and even worse uh iran uh they have been cracking down for a long time uh and we reported on this a lot of places. So if you want to hear a lot of this advocacy for the persecuted church, our Wednesday show is our advocacy where we specifically, well, we do talk about USA related issues, uh, national issues, but we also bring up and talk probably most of the time about um, the persecuted church and talking about miracles and signs and people getting saved and uh, what what's going on. But this particular thing with Abraham, the seed were going to be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. And we know, of course, looking back now, we know that uh, the one that was sent into captivity, uh, sold into captivity by his brothers, uh, that was Joseph. Joseph was in this land, and it's because of where God had placed him. Even Joseph uh, told his brothers that, that God had had a plan, and uh, it was a plan to save uh, Jacob and the family, which was going to be the the, the main seed of Israel, and uh, so uh, four hundred years. It was, and there was some uh, the whole timing of that. We're not going to get into that, but what we're looking at is that God knew ahead of time that there was going to be judgment. That He had made uh, uh, Abraham promises and. Whenever, you know, you are destined to do things for God, there is a cost. Joseph had to spend time in prison. He was sold in captivity. He had to totally feel alone. Um, And yet, even when he was working uh, for Potiphar, um, God blessed him there. When he was put into the main prison and accused, and he was innocent, God blessed him there, and he eventually got out and became the second most powerful person in Egypt, uh, and that's only under Pharaoh himself. And really, on yesterday's program, I'm dealing with Isaiah's uh, book, and we're going through that. It'll probably take probably a year and a half the way we're doing it. But at any rate, we're in 30 parts now. We did 31 last night. And we're going to continue doing them that way. But uh, we were talking about Egypt last night. Egypt, uh, in the latter part of Israel, always had a strong effect on Israel. And it could be traced probably to the fact that a lot of their roots came from this time uh, of Joseph being there. And they went into Egypt to find safety, to find food. But in, eventually that became uh, oppression, 
and uh, th- that blessing. Uh, there's a lot of types with this. I love this uh, particular uh, teaching, and I've done that before when I dealt with all of this clear from the beginning in the Patriarch series, and uh, I'm going to have to do that again, but it's a wonderful, wonderful study, and you can find so much. I've been able to teach from the Tanakh, the Old Testament, as you know it, and I relate that all the way to the New Testament, and so when I get done with it, you find both of these. See, the the important thing about Abraham is that because of the Gentiles believing, see, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. The Gentiles believe God by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ, John 1, being born of the Spirit, John 3, and walking in the light as he is in the light, First John 1. And, of course, there's confession of sin, Romans uh, 3 through about 7. Uh, so there, there, there's a lot of a lot of things here that that relate us to him, uh, and Paul talks about that relationship between the Gentile and Abraham in Galatians. And so th- there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of truth to this. The fact that God knew what He was going to do, of course, He knows He's God. Abraham didn't know, you know, really uh, the full revelation, uh, you know, of this God. He he believed God, but yet, you know, it wasn't until later that we have the Messiah that came. And so it's a wonderful story, progression of God revealing himself. And uh, God said, yeah, they're going to go through this. But see, the thing of it is, is that whenever God does stuff, and whenever you're called, there's a cost. There's a cost. Even as a Christian, there's a cost. You know, I remember many, 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 many years ago, we, Tower and I have been walking in this faith since the mid-70s. We went to Bible school, graduated, and I say we, uh, but uh, she was right there with me. Uh, And she had two kids, and she had a husband. I was going full-time to school and kept a job full-time and uh, um, had a family full-time. And then before I graduated, uh, I had created a nonprofit organization, and then I had two of my buddies help me, and we started working on the street. So we had all of this going on, and uh, so we've been doing this for a lot of years. You just know me from this in part. A lot of people don't know me or Tower. They they might know what we preach, but you really don't know us. And there's people that'll hear a few things of what I preach, and they think they know it all. They don't. They just know one part. And see, Abraham didn't know everything at that time. You know, none of us do. It's a walk of faith. Even for Abraham, it was a walk of faith. And Abraham was going to become Father Abraham to many. Father Abraham, the Jews looked at him and looked at Moses as the patriarchs of their heritage, not to mention Jacob and, of course, Isaac and all the others. But there is a cost. There was a cost for Joseph to be second uh, in, in the kingdom. He had to be proved, and the Scripture talks about that about the word proven him. And Abraham, even Abraham had to be proved. That's why he took uh, Isaac, why the Lord, uh, you know, proved him with Isaac uh, and God provided the sacrifice. Make no mistake, when you know, when people tell you that Christianity is free, they're lying. Christianity is not free. It cost our Savior his life, his blood. God the Father and and uh, and His Son before time began discussed this. What was going to happen and what needed to be done. Nothing's free, and if it's free, they're lying. Nothing is free. You know how many kids get in trouble in the big cities? They go there, they left mom and dad or whatever, young girls and young boys, and some guy comes up, hey, I got a place for you to stay, it's free. They get in there and find out that he's a John. 
Yeah. The oppression of children, the deceiving of children is prevalent. And it seems like every society on the earth at one time or another has sacrificed their own kids. Today we sacrifice our kids on the uh, on the um, idol of convenience and lust and pleasure, selfishness and pride. We're willing to save the whales. We're willing to save the earth. We're willing to do a lot of things, but uh, we abort our kids. We celebrate organizations like Planned Parenthood who who came out and said that they had the they killed more babies last year than it was a record for them. It's all blood guilt. Everything's going to be paid for. Now you see it's important to understand this because see Abraham through him came came this working of God and the fact that Abraham eventually, you know, it says he believed God was attributed unto him for righteousness sake. But see the rest of that verse, it says, and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward they will come out with great substance, which is exactly what happened. See, it cost Israel something to be that chosen nation that eventually met God on the mount. And Moses uh, went up there as an intercessor for the children of Israel to grab the Ten Commandments and establish the covenant at Sinai for them. It cost them something. It wasn't free. And to this day, if you're a Jew, it costs you to be a Jew. And all of that hatred goes clear back to the fact that God chose them in the beginning and the devil hates them. Make no mistake about it. Ishmael, the reason Ishmael hates Israel is because Ishmael was jealous in the first place in the beginning. Ishmael was bred out of, instead of the plan of God, it was the plan of flesh. Sarah told Abraham, to go into Hagar. And Ishmael was born, but Ishmael wasn't the one that was going to carry the promise. It was later on when Sarah got pregnant, it was Isaac. Again, it costs. She was in her old age. Took a long time. You had to have faith because this was special. This is where the Messiah was going to come through, this line. The promise was going to come through Isaac's line. When the Messiah came, he was born the lion of the tribe of Judah. It costs. See, this is the lesson. God knows ahead. And when he judges and he sent uh, Abraham's kin through judgment for a while, through a trial, But when they came out, he was going to judge them, which they did. And during the tribulation upon Egypt, that's what I call it, and all the things that happened to them, the Egyptians were plagued, their animals died. But Israel over in Goshen, their animals didn't die die at all, and they made it out. And, of course, uh, on Passover, that's when they left, and the death of the firstborn occurred. So we see this how God works that in that judgment here that Abraham was going to be blessed and his kin was going to be blessed and there would be a big nation come out of it. And through that nation would come the Messiah, but Abraham had to be proved. Abraham's kin had to be proved. All of his seed had to be proved. That's the way it works. But in the end, it's about redemption. And the redemption for Abraham, of course, came when God imputed unto him righteousness' sake because he believed God. And he continued to bless him even in his old age. And then he went home to be with the Lord. And then, of course, Moses was there. And Aaron, and you know the story how Israel came out of there. And he says, and thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in good old age. He tells him ahead of time, you're going to live a long time. 
But he says, but in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Now, see, the Amorites are the nations of those, a powerful tribe of of the Canaanites. And he was told, um, you know, although Abraham had been promised that God was going to give him land, he wasn't going to get it right away because God had planned on giving the Canaanites land away because they were sinning and did not repent. But their iniquity was not yet full. When the iniquity of a people or a nation gets full to the point that God deems, he judges them. And so the Amorites were judged. They lost their land, but it was some 400 years later. This says the fourth generation shall come hither again. That's the fourth generation of Abraham. It's interesting to see how God works, that through judgment there is redemption. Even in America it's like that. But you see, even when Israel got the land, they weren't automatically given a land that was already. Israel inherits the land, but they must drive out the inhabitants. They have to have faith. It's just as Christians today, when you become a Christian and everybody thinks everything's fine. No, it's not fine. Now, as a young Christian, You can resist the devil and he will flee from you, the Lord says. And that's true. You can. But the fact of it is, is that the issue of being a Christian, there's a lot of grace of God on young Christians and a lot of mercy. But it takes time, faith, and walking with the Lord to understand how this all comes together. You're not going to know exactly what God's doing when you're going through stuff and and you're going to be pressed to the limit but in that you learn faith in that you learn what you need to do to change your ways nobody arrives perfect <laughs> wouldn't that be nice israel wasn't perfect Even when they were in the mount, they weren't perfect. God took a group, and they had a mixed multitude with them, which actually represents the Gentiles. And whenever you're talking of Israel and you're talking of Gentiles, in the Old Testament, we basically look at it, and we see there's two tribes. I mean, two peoples. There's Jewish and non-Jewish. There is the Gentiles, which is everybody else, and there's the Jews, who is a chosen nation. But see, the fact of it is, and I've talked about this often, that Joseph, who married, um, uh, you know, a priest, uh, uh, a, she was the daughter of a pagan priest, and out of him came Ephraim and Manasseh. And that union is one of the first unions we see of the Gentiles being married in into Israel, which wasn't Israel yet. It was before Israel. And then when Israel was coming out, we see a mixed multitude behind them. And and the mixed multitude actually got Israel in trouble somewhat, but they represent the Gentiles. And when we look at the Gentiles in the Old Testament, we think of Goy or Goyim, unbeliever, heathen, those who served idols and did not believe. That's why the scripture says the gods of the nations are idols. They're demons. Paul says that. And so in Deuteronomy 9.1, Herod Israel you are to pass over Jordan this way to go into possess nations greater and mightier than thyself, cities great and fenced up to heaven. 
Well, see, we ran, run into trouble with that because the Anakims, who Israel knew about, they knew how mighty they were. The spies in Numbers 13 compared, uh, really compares them to the Nephilim or the giants of Genesis 6-4. They were very, very tall. Goliath and his family, we also believe they were part of the same race, very, very tall. And Numbers uh, thirteen thirty three, and there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers, so we were in their sight. Now, you know very well that after that, of all the spies that went out there, only two of them gave a good report. And it got so bad that the generation of Israel became unbelievers, would not go, and God judged them. And it was that generation that had to die in the wilderness. It took 40 years in the wilderness for them to all die because God said, I'll take your kids over. Uh, And in that judgment, God worked with the children of Israel and with the kids and showed them how to walk with him. So when they got into the land, they were able to defeat it. And uh, Joshua and Caleb were both ready to go in at that time, but see, the children of Israel wouldn't go. And uh, a people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest, and of whom thou hast heard say, who can stand before the children of Anak, that's because they were so big. See, and when you're dealing with problems, especially in this world today, you're going to deal with things that are bigger than you. That's why you need the Lord. In my first, uh, the first book I wrote about judgment coming to America, I wrote a couple chapters on the giants. Now, of course, people who got the book and read it probably expected me to be talking about the Nephilim or something like that, getting into prophecy. No, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about the giants that they would face in this life that was coming. And that was back in 2000. And I told them one of the biggest things you're going to face is the issue of homosexuality, just one of them, of homosexuality, lesbianism, and all these other things, that this would uh, influence America. This would take America over. Uh And I had a number of these things that were so big, you couldn't deal with them on your own. You need the Lord. And so there are issues today in America that are not going to go away. Abortion is not going to stop. Uh, All these other things, uh, um, homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexual, transgenderism, all these are not going to stop. And, of course, they're not the only sins. And this is where we make our mistake. You know, and someone even asked me that on one show one time. Uh, so you think that homosexuality is the reason America is getting being destroyed? And I told him, no, I don't, not at all. And uh, it, there's no proof to that at all. The one proof, and we can tell you that uh, even with Sodom and Gomorrah, the thing that destroyed them was pride. When pride enters in, it goes before a fall. When pride enters in, God can't do anything with them. Uh, their conscience becomes hardened. They become proudful. Uh, they're not willing to listen, and they just go on their own way. There's a lot of other sins. Uh, there is uh, blood guilt, the murder of innocence. That's what abortion is. Uh, murder on the street of killing someone. Uh, that is blood guilt, murder of innocent. Uh, and this is going. This is by far one of the worst things because uh, when you have blood guilt in a nation especially the killing of little children like that, babies, that's actually sacrificing to male. It's actually sacrificing to the devil, the blood, because blood is, is very, very uh, uh, sacred in the eyes of the Lord when it comes to this. And there are laws to this effect. <clears throat> and the one who sheds the innocent blood by that one who shed it, that's the only way to make up for it. And if you don't take care of these issues, then the land will vomit you out. You'll lose the land. There is a curse on the land because of the blood. And so you see this curse even in America today with what is happening. And the more babies you abort, the worse it's going to be, the farther away you fall from the Lord. Um, and so make no mistake, when, when Israel was going to go in the land, God delivers them a little bit at a time because people... You know, you get delivered, you get rich, you you have all kinds of stuff. What do you wind up with? Well, most people wind up backslid. Look what's happened to America. 
Look where we wound up. Our forefathers, even of this nation, warned of uh, democracies and how they had a tendency to fall into licentiousness, godlessness, hedonism, fornication. That's where we're at. So Israel was to face these Anakim. He says, understand for this day that the Lord thy God is he which goes over before thee. As a consuming fire, he shall destroy them, bring them down before thy face. So you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord hath said unto thee. Speak not in thy heart after that the Lord thy God has cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness the Lord has brought me into the possessed of the land, but for the wickedness of these nations the Lord does drive them out. See, they didn't inherit the land because they were righteous. They inherited the land because the wickedness of the nations had reached to a level that God was going to kick them out. So he's going to give their land to Israel. Not for thy righteousness or unrighteousness of your heart do you go to possess the land, but for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God does drive them out from before thee, that he may perform the word which he swore. The Lord swore unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And see, he said he was going to give the land, the seed of Abraham, the land, some land. And that's what he did. This is part of that original covenant. But see, the thing of it is, is that this puts the onus and the thing. It's not because of your righteousness, Israel. It's because of a promise the Lord God made and because of the fact that now the wickedness has come to its fullness. They didn't repent. That's exactly why God had to challenge uh, um, Jericho. That's exactly why um, he challenged as Sodom and Gomorrah was going to destroy it. Abraham interceded for him. But they couldn't even five, uh, find five righteous. Uh, so, you know, when we talk of judgment, uh, there is a God that's working in the affairs of men. And there is a fact that a nation can reach that end, that amount of wickedness that God is not going to tolerate any longer. And, of course, this is where we get today. See, we, we look at today and we say, well, you know, there's a lot of other nations more righteous than us. I would agree with you. Look at North Korea. Look at what Iran's doing. But you see, the thing that you have is the fact like Israel had a personal covenant with the Lord. And so when God was dealing with them, he was dealing with them because they had been shown the truth. In America, we were shown the truth. We knew the truth. A lot of people try to deny the Christian influence in this country, but they're liars or they're deceived. There is influence. Yes, were there unbelievers? Well, don't be dumb. Of course, there was unbelievers here. And there were people that were plotting to change it. But there was Christian believers, enough of them to salt this earth, to salt the earth of America with prayers and to salt it and seek the Lord for blessing, which he took up and he blessed this country. Was this country perfect? No, that's not the way it works. You're man. You have a propensity to sin. You need to repent. God is not going to make you serve him. He gives you the choice. And I've talked about this. Even Jeremiah talks about it when we talk about judgment. If you have a nation that uh, God has promised to bless, but if that nation which did do good and, and seek the Lord and do those things which he liked, if they stop doing that, then the Lord will stop blessing land and will not continue that. But if you have a nation that is wicked and refuses the Lord, but suddenly changes and repents, and the Lord will bless that land, take it up and heal it. That comes, that's paraphrased out of Jeremiah, but it's, it is in there. Um, and so we have to understand, this is the Lord, the sovereign God, Jehovah, Yahweh, working in the affairs of the Goyim, <laughs> and Israel too. And let's just put it, the people on earth. And 
it all comes together under the fact that one day God is going to take care of everything. He's not done with the Jews yet, and he's not done with the nations of men. And no, you can't just do what you want to do. I don't know when they're going to judge North Korea. But even if you were to take out the government and Kim Jong-un, you would need to retrain the whole people because they are so trained to live in that kind of a lifestyle. Same thing with China. For China, there's a lot of the Chinese that are poor. Their goal is to just be able to eat and live and be with their families every day. And if the government says to do it, they do it and don't give thought about it. I know in America, you know, for myself, I get working on writing the book, editing the book, writing the articles, doing my stuff. I don't spend a lot of time worrying about Nancy Pelosi sending over the the stuff into the house. I don't care what Nancy Pelosi does. She's already proven, you know, uh, you know, I don't care what she does. I don't care what the house does. I don't care how much they hate Trump. I don't care how much they hate anybody. Doesn't matter to me. Because I know the Lord is in charge. But see, you may not know that. You may not believe that way. That's fine. You don't have to believe like I believe. You have to decide your own faith under the sun. As every man, according as he has faith, so let him walk. If you want to worry every day over what Nancy Pelosi is going to do and the Democrats or worry about what North Korea is going to do, Go ahead. I'm not going to do it. I don't do that. I pray about it. I give it to the Lord. I know where we're headed with this. And even in America, I don't worry about it. I don't care. You don't want to send over the documents? Don't. I don't care. Keep them there. Burn them. You know, hang them up on the wall. You know, take pictures with them and say how great it is that you people impeach Trump. But the bottom line of it is you're lying to yourself because impeachment does not even end until it goes to the Senate. And that's where it's going. What are they going to do over there? Well, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. I don't worry about Trump getting in. Whatever happens is going to happen. Whatever happens, I'm going to deal with it with the Lord. Because I can tell you, a lot worse things are going to happen. And a lot of Americans are living on borrowed time, and you need to repent. You need to understand that we are headed, you know, into an arena in these nations that God is going to say, enough. Your iniquity has come to the full, and that iniquity that has come to a full that was spoken to Abraham relates to the same thing that Paul talks about with the mystery of iniquity and lawlessness in 2 Thessalonians 2. There comes a time in this period when the nations of men reject the love of the truth, which is the gospel, which is the God so loving the world that the Son of God loving the Father and loving us that he came and died on the cross, that the love of God is shed abroad in the hearts of those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and serve him. They reject that. And so God sends them a delusion in the form of this, what they call the son of perdition. And he's called the son of perdition for one reason, to describe what he does. He's the destroyer. He leads them into destruction. You're headed that way. It may be one generation. It may be four generations, but we're going there. But right now, I can tell you, when we were in the 80s, Tower and I would pray every day. You know, I mean, well, maybe not every day back then. We were seeking the Lord, but we believed. We believed that the Lord was going to come every day. Every day. When I was a young man, many, 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 many years ago, I was told, and I was not told by man, the Lord spoke to me, 
in a series of visions and voice and told me that America, as I knew it, would cease to exist. And I've been living this all my life, which has been really, you know, to say it's been a pain (laughs) is really not even describing it. Because it's not that easy. I was raised in the church. Everybody around me went to the Methodist church. I went to the MYF camps all the time. I started writing when I was 10 years old and wrote my first book before then. And I knew at that time, I was told that when I got old, older, I would be writing all the time. And basically, that's what I'm doing today. I've been doing it for many, many years. So I've lived my whole life with this. And I can tell you that, you know, I have been warning what was coming to America for over two decades now. And even before that, Tower and I were warning. And the first time Tower knew was in 1973, thereabouts, when I told her what was coming to America, because I knew then. It might have been about 75. It was somewhere in there. I can't remember the exact time, but it was early. And we tried to tell. And it was hard to understand. We really didn't know at that time exactly how this would work out. But really, America has already changed. It's already not the America that I was raised in. So a lot of people, you know, you can say, well, it's already fulfilled. Well, it's going to get worse than that. And it won't be just America. So all the enemies of of America are not going to be satisfied because they're on the agenda of judgment. It's coming. And the fact of it is, I've said I'd be, you know, I'd be more than willing to be considered a, a false prophet if, if none of this ever happened to America, because that would be happy. That That's fine. It doesn't have to come. It don't have to come just to prove anything for me. I just relate what I was shown, and what I was shown I will never forget to this day. I remember exactly everything that I was shown. And I've had two times of visits Today, I don't need to know any more than what the scripture gives me. I don't want to hear from your prophets. I don't want to hear from your so-called everybody that has the voice of this or a voice of that and want to tell everybody, you know, what's going to happen. I don't need your personal prophecies. I ain't going to go to you to find out what I need to do. I'm going to go to the Lord. You see, I don't live by prophecy per se from individuals. I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and you will too, whether you like it or not. But see, you can thank God that in judgment, the goal of judgment is to redeem people. See, and remember the verses that I read earlier, there were, it's two times in these verses that he said that it wasn't for the righteousness or uprighteousness of heart of Israel, but because of the wickedness of these nations. Now, see, today, we don't even know what wickedness is. We don't know what wickedness is in Canada, America, Mexico, throughout South America. We don't know what wickedness is in the U.K. We don't know what wickedness is in the E.U., around the world, even Iran, with the Ayatollah, don't even know what wickedness is. They don't even understand righteousness over there because they're blinded. They're in darkness. But they're willing to blow up the entire world just to have a caliphate and lift up their God. That's why when he comes again, the people of the earth are going to be terrified. Because there's only one Lord. There's only one God and our Father 
who has given us of his only begotten son, who today has been given the mantle. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. In Revelation, the first chapter, he tells you he is the Almighty. That's the first chapter. And in the last chapter, Revelation 22, he says, he that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. Now, there's a few more things there. You can read it. Go to Revelation 22. You find it. And he says, for I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall do. And today, the people on earth, the nations on earth are working. And God will judge them for their work. Every level, every sector, every section, every person that works. Everybody, nobody will be forgotten. Everybody will stand before him. And Yahshua came to deliver you from the second death, which is the great white throne judgment. And God works to deliver you, to save you. But he will judge nations when that wickedness has come to the full. Father, we thank you for your word today and for those who listen. Father, bless your word. Bless those that hear it. Help them to understand. And Lord, bless them. Reveal to them, Lord, your purposes. And in Jesus' name, for those who are sick and afflicted, Father, in Jesus' name, touch them and heal them and raise them up. And for those who have no faith, Father, restore their faith and encourage them today and deliver them from whatever is coming against them. Lord, deliver them from the giants in their life and let them see the Lord who is greater than all. In Jesus' name, I ask this. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Amen. So remember again, go by our websites and read the articles. Check them out, folks. A lot of work goes into these things. And they are in-depth, intense articles. I don't write small articles. I'm not producing a newspaper, so you can go read like one column. If you want a website that has the Word of God, the preaching of the Word of God, the writing of the Word of God, you go to warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Period. God is in charge. Don't let what's happening in America and around the world keep you disturbed. And, And folks, we all need to take time out. You sit before the Lord. You focus on him. You listen to his word. You play good, you know, uplifting Christian music. You listen to the word being spoken. Turn on psalms and listen to that. Build up your faith and believe and trust God. Because your end and your future, okay, Americans, is not in America. It's not in a Republican or Democrat. It's in the Lord. Even in Iran, your hope is not the Ayatollah. It is the one true God and his son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. So for Tower and I, this is the watchman. May God bless you richly and reveal to you his truth for you. Remember, God has a plan for your life. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.